All right, good morning. We got great news. We're giving away more free stuff on the radio here. It's ESPN Honolulu with the sports animals. Top stories we're following today. Of course, uh, uh, we heard last night the University of Hawaii volleyball team is almost in the national rankings after this weekend. And for what they did going 2-1, and one, I think that's impressive. Even though they lost to number 9, Oregon, they are now receiving votes and would be 26th if you counted that deep. But a step forward for them, that's for sure. Yeah. Let's not say they're ranked 26th in the country. They're not ranked. Stop it, no. people. We'll be ranked after we sweep USC. Who's number 22? Thursday. And we've got tickets to give away to that, so keep listening here. We'll give them away this hour. Now, if this hour starts coming to a close and... Uncle Chrissy forgets. You can always text in and remind me. <laughs> we always have giveaways. And count on it. I probably will as well. I have a good trivia question. I have a good trivia question, and now I forgot it. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm going to give the trivia question now. And when we tell you to call in, you call in and win. Actually, I'll do that in a second. Let me finish with our headlines. <laughs> it was a good question. I saw it. It was a UH football question. I can hardly oh, wait. Oh, I got it. You know, you know what? Let me ask it now because I'm going to forget. <laughs> as, as they would say, if we're playing volleyball right now, Gary, you and I would be out of system. <laughs> out of okay, sleep. Here's, okay, this is a football trivia question to win um, to win to kind. Uh, volleyball tickets for Thursday night against USC. Nationally ranked. USC is nationally ranked too, the 22nd, right? 22nd. 22nd. Yeah, they, the plugs are going to beat them. Okay. Timmy Chang is one of two Polynesian head football coaches in uh, Division One football. Who is the other? That's your trivia question. Who's the other Polynesian football coach? Don't answer now. Don't call in now. We'll tell you when to call in later on this hour. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got the volleyball tickets away. Hey, congratulations were in Ward for a couple of student athletes from University of Hawaii. Yeah, I guess no. Well, I guess we look at it this way: not too many uh, conference teams have played in football. Still, though, for uh, Papelli Ashlock to be freshman of the week in football, I thought Who's was Papelli Ashlock? Ashlock getting play, uh, freshman of the week. <laughs> I thought was great, and again, I think only three Mountain West teams played. Still, his numbers were outstanding. I think he would have won it with a full slate. Still, that was great news for him on the football side. And then on volleyball, you get Kate Lang as the Big West Setter of the Week, and of course Amber Igedi as the Player of the Week. They again, and the thing is, everybody's playing in volleyball right now. We know Long Beach State in the conference beat number one Texas. Still, the Hawaii players were noted and rightfully so. They had a great weekend. Yeah. Also, uh, what I was getting at the Profelli uh, Ashlock that was yes, that was over the weekend. Uh, the Offensive Player of the Week, according to Mountain West Connection, is Braden Shager. And I had mentioned yesterday that, um, you know what, I forgot, I can't remember who got it. It was like a receiver or somebody. Yeah, a receiver from one of those two two other schools got the um, Mountain West Player of the Week from the Mountain West Conference. And I thought, you know what, Shager, if he didn't throw those two interceptions, Braden Shager, or as the lady said on the news last night, Schrager, (laughs) Braden Schrager, uh, he he could have gotten the award. I mean, uh, so he gets the Mountain West uh, Connection Offensive Player of the Week, uh, 27 of 35 for 315 and three touchdowns. You know, a couple of costly interceptions, especially 351, that one I believe it was, not 315, right? Oh, yeah, they have 315 on theirs. I, I'm reading their uh, article. You're right. Thank you, Gary. 
But anyway, uh, so he had a whole bunch of yards, and he completed 70-something percent of his passes. Braden Schrager, way to go. Aha. We move on. It's going to be a lot of bad news today and a lot of celebrating, depending on if you get the little uh, cut slip in your locker. Today's a cut-down day uh, in the National Football League. It's going to – the deadline is at 10 o'clock. Is that what you call it, a deadline? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they got to have all their cuts. they got to have the rosters down to 53 men by uh, 10 a.m. So I imagine by the time Kanoa Leahy comes on the air at lunchtime, uh, we would be able to find out, if not sooner, if more of our NFL Hawaiians got cut. Now, they had some guys cut yesterday, uh, and there's a list. You can follow the different trackers online. Uh, a lot of Hawaii guys, Jordan Murray comes to mind first. Uh, some guys that didn't even go to UH, just guys with Hawaii ties. Um, but, I mean, a lot of guys from California, a lot of guys from Texas. A lot of people got cut. But, you know, there's still guys who are still out there. Um, I don't think Braden Fehoko is in fear of being cut. I worry about Marcus Mariota, although yesterday Ian Book got cut. I worry about Marcus a little bit. Um, also, um, uh, Il Manning for the San Francisco 49ers. I don't worry about him that much because he's got so much playing time, but who, you never know. Never Sometimes know. Sometimes this stuff just comes out of the blue. You're like, well, I thought he made the team. I like. I thought they liked him because they played him so much. So we'll find out. Yeah, guys like especially Il Manning, they're not going to get cut or waived because of their salary. Sometimes it might be a guy that might be making too much and the other guy's not, so you might, for salary cap reasons, keep a certain player. For Il Manning, that wouldn't be the case. And from all reports in the preseason and seeing a lot of highlights in some of the games, he looked like he is a member of the NFL. Uh, he definitely showed that he belonged then. Hopefully he'll make the team. And I guess if you hear a knock on your door, uh, you don't answer it if you're an NFL rookie or young player right now. You don't want to hear the words, Coach said, bring your playbook, or I guess it might be the uh, iPad nowadays. Do they do they, do they? they knock on your door? On hard knocks over like, the years, they've or showed is it that, like yeah. in, is it like in, uh Is it like in the movie Major League where you open your locker and there's a little pink card? No, it wasn't like that. I mean, from what you've seen on Hard Knocks, and, you know, the re- I remember the I year, can't remember. But in, so they just in, knock in your dorm year, room? They would definitely knock on your door and say, Coach uh, said, you know, bring your playbook. Nowadays, when they showed it on Hard Knocks, it seems like the players are just walking into the office. And, you know, you get the speech from the coach. And some of the guys are like, hey, maybe you can make the practice squad. But some of the guys, you know, they'll just give nice words of uh, comfort. Maybe build some confidence for the future, but yeah, you still got to meet with a coach. And I th- I'm not sure if it's the actual playbook anymore. It might be the iPad, or maybe you just got yeah. to, you lose your password access. I don't know exactly how that part is nowadays, but it used to be well, bring it, the playbook in. Well, it's not. You can hey, but consolation prize. You can keep the iPad. They don't do that. I'm sure it's a parting gift. <laughs> uh, no, now if Gib Arnold was the coach, then yeah, iPads for everybody. All right, let's go. I wanted to um, mention this because um, uh, I want to go to the uh, Zephyr Insurance text line at 808-296-1420. Um, and this one says, okay, this one I want to save because I want to bring that up. I was going to bring that up. Uh, this text says, Chris, bra. Not Chris, bra. Chris, <laughs> bra. You're giving your listeners too much time for the trivia question. Google has changed the radio trivia game. I know, but everybody has an equal chance. We did that on purpose. Uh, this texture says, a little bit. Animals, what are your thoughts about today's Stephen Sy article about Aloha Stadium will never be built? I thought that was 
It was scary good. Yeah. It was a very good article or column, and uh, it's very scary. If you get a chance, yes. uh, pick up the paper today and uh, check that out. Did you know the newspaper costs $3 nowadays? No. What, are you serious? Yeah. Look at the front of the newspaper that you stole from your neighbor. Uh, no, it's from our house, but... I. Wow! Last time I bought one at one of those machines, I remember it was like a dollar twenty-five or a dollar seventy-five. Yeah. Anyway, wow. um, <laughs> well, they—they they, if you I, it says one fifty on here. Oh, maybe I was looking at the Sunday paper. The Sunday <laughs> oh, paper. Sorry. Anyway, I don't. I don't. You know, they deliver the paper, but I don't read it. I mean, I don't read the paper they drop on my doorstep because I I read it online, right? And yeah. it's such a waste. Well, of, of it. I'm just like. Well, I used to get the Sunday delivery only. Um, so I have an online access, right, and I get my Sunday paper. And then all of a sudden, my credit card changed, and um, my credit card, you know, they, they, it expired, the one that they take the automatic payment out. And then so um, all of it, I got an email, and it said, hey, call the Star Advertiser to give us a new credit card. So I did. And then on my record, I say, what? You're giving me Wednesday through Friday delivery? And they said, uh, yeah, we just added that on for free. So that's the way to get free papers is just subscribe to a little bit. Then they'll give you the other ones. <laughs> that's, hey, well, you know. But then now I get now I get the paper and I don't, I'm wasting paper. So I got to call them back and say, stop delivering me the newspaper. I'll just enjoy the online content. Boy, listeners will never get those two minutes back. <laughs> those are the things you need to know. <laughs> Did you read his? Uh, did you read Stephen's column? I didn't get to read the whole thing. I'm I'm sorry. Usually I do right away, but didn't get to see the whole thing. But that headline, uh, right. I had the same thought initially. Seriously, that's scary. It's a scary thought. That headline about the stadium uh, isn't coming, and I, you know, every now and then, you know, we haven't talked about it at length lately with so many other things going on. But obviously, that's been something that has been questionable as far as when the if part. I never really questioned. The when part I've been questioning since day one, and I still don't have faith in 2028. But then, I mean, if TC Ching, if they could get a few more seats, meaning maybe up to 20,000, I again, I I know there are things you have to overcome like tailgating, but I do like a lot of things about TC Ching. And one thing people have complained about how uncomfortable it is. Well, if you, I saw a picture. I'm not sure if it was Craig Angelus put it on Twitter yesterday, but there's seat backs on basically every seat from the 20 to 20. So that was something I wasn't aware of. I thought you could maybe either rent them or bring your own, but there are seatbacks now. It looks a lot better as far as that aspect that, that, is concerned. That's why it pays to pay to read the whole column when you're doing a radio show if it happens to come up, you see. These are for um, the um, season ticket holders. They have backs up on uh, most of them, and that's what it says in the, in the column. But what I didn't know is that they were trying – to get some tailgating going over at KCC, uh, but they weren't able to for this game. They say maybe by the, how do I say, Albany-Albany. Albany. Oh, sorry. Albany. Albany. By the Albany game, uh, they, they're, they're going to try and work out something where they have tailgating at KCC. And that's my question for Animal Kingdom right now is, would you go tailgating at KCC, and then what do you do, take a shuttle over to the game? Uh, yeah, I mean that's it's that's maybe the, that's one of the better options if that could work out. You know, it's going to be a little off-site. I mean, whether it's that's upper a campus, lot off-site. Well, that's a lot off-site, but it's not going to be where you're going to be in the parking lot or the garage, I should say, and being able to do that. That 
doesn't seem like it could happen with logistics, mainly permits and things like that. So if you can have something off-site, and I know that's a little further. I, I, don't, I mean, that's one option. I'm, I'm just wondering if there's any more that they're considering, but at least they're considering it. How about Midpack? It. Go up to Midpack. Go, go, to, go up the street to Midpack. Rent out a little space and have some tailgating. Maybe Again, you're not I don't know supposed what to because it's a, it's alcohol on a high school campus. That might but be it is one a of private it, school. It is a private school. Yeah, right. I'm glad, again, at least they're addressing it, and I, I, it is a tough one. That's the biggest complaint I think you and I have probably have heard. There's no tailgating there. Uh, the uncomfortable aspects that hopefully have been addressed, as I said, with the seat back. But the tailgating is a tough one. And, I mean, it, you can't do it in the garages. It's not like they can, and people say, well, just do it in a certain area. Legally, you can't have it in the parking garage, from what we understand. Why? Because of the permits. Because of the permits, the way they're stated, the way the, the Oh God! Do, do you work for the state as well, Gary? I'm just a messenger. I'm just a messenger. Where that's a, you know what? You know what this place needs? This place needs Frank Fossey. If oh. Frank Fossey was here, this would have been done already a long time ago. Oh my gosh! You're drinking the Kool Aid. It can't be done because of a permit. I feel bad for the people that really—I don't want to say rely on tailgating, but that's you know half the fun. And we know that's the case. And, again, we've heard people uh, echo those sentiments in the last couple of years since they moved on campus. But, again, I guess they're trying to do something. And I know I've heard that Craig Angelus, I know he's addressed it before, he's trying to look into what can be done. So if you can work out something where part of it is on campus or near and maybe KCC the other part, at least you're getting people involved. Brah! (laughs) Rockney Freitas would have got this done. Come on! Am I just being a cheerleader? Now, I don't know, no, 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 no. I, the, the, uh, in uh, Stephen's column, he says, I don't, I didn't, I don't remember reading this, uh, but Ben Cayetano, whoo, how's it been? And John Waihe'e, they proposed, right, because they said, you know what, don't, just, they wanted to have an on-campus stadium, and they said, you know, put the housing at Halava, and they said that they could expand uh, Ching's seating, I'm reading Stephen's column, uh, between twenty-two and twenty-seven thousand dollars, thousand dollars, twenty-two thousand, twenty-two and twenty-seven thousand seats. That's a lot. Yeah, and remember the last few years of Aloha Stadium attendance-wise, I don't think you hit twenty-seven thousand, maybe more than once a year, and that was when things. This is before yeah, COVID, of course. So yeah, that right. if you can get twenty-seven thousand seats, let's say twenty-five is a round number. Yeah. Uh, that's definitely good enough because what would the new stadium on in Halava have around that amount, give or take? Well, thirty-five. Know? Well, we've heard it but, might be the high twenties too. That it's going to be that's going to be paired out. It no, be 35. they said in the high twenties. That would be why that's a waste of money. I but yeah. in, in the column, folks, get the column. It's very yeah. it's very good, uh, and because it talks about the, you know conference realignment and all of that and how it works out. Eighteen minutes after the hour, weather today is going to be. Sunny, basically today and tomorrow, sunny with a high in the upper 80s, low in the upper 70s. Trades up to about 15 miles per hour. Now, uh, coming up next, uh, we had a big weekend in uh, this past weekend. Another big one coming up in high school sports. Kalani Takase from Scoring Live joins us next on ESPN Honolulu. Time. 
Barry Dickman, Chris Hart on this Tuesday morning. It seems like it's going to be a short work week for some because of the UH football on a Friday, a holiday weekend. Of course, speaking of football, high school football in full swing and some incredible games and scores last week. A lot to look forward to this upcoming weekend. Who better to break it than to break it down for us but our friend from ScoringLive.com joining us on ESPN Honolulu, Kalani Takase. Kalani, thanks for joining us. And I want to start with this. I know this probably came out over the weekend, but this is great news on the high school football front in that Lahaina Luna will play their first football game of the season on September 30th. So yeah, I think I think everyone statewide is just thrilled, uh, you know, to to see that Lahaina Luna is going to be able to take the field this season. And then I, I was fortunate enough to catch um, an interview on, on this radio uh, station in the afternoon Friday driving out to Waianae and uh, Rob Polius from the Maui News spoke uh, who's done some great reporting on, on you know, all things MIL in the aftermath of the fires. Mm. Um, he, he, he talked about, you know, what it's going to mean when Lionel takes the field against Baldwin in, in Wailuku on September 30th. But then he, he so eloquently painted this picture of the, the, the following week at Sue D. Cooley Stadium, and it gave me chicken skin. You know, it gave me chicken skin driving out to Waianae thinking about that community coming out and supporting that team. Um, and I, I think, you know, everybody's going to be just behind the Lunas all year long. Right, just imagine what the emotion is going to be like for that game coming up. I'm glad they get to play. I'm glad everything is, uh, well, it's not getting better day by day, but uh, getting back to a little bit of normalcy in high school football is so important. So we're glad for Lahaina Luna uh, and the community there, of course, as you said. Okay, so let's look back to last week. We're still getting some blowouts, maybe some on paper mismatches where open versus D1, D1 versus D2. Uh, still, I mean, I know uh, for Kahuku, number one in everybody's poll, they got to win via forfeit against Iaea, uh, but Punahou is not missing a beat, and they just seem, even though they barely escaped in week one over Mililani, they've been playing really well lately, of course, as well. Yeah, they really have, you know, and I think uh, this was to be expected, I think, from the Buff and Blue. You know, uh, they were obviously coming off ILH Championship, an appearance in the state finals against Kahuku, um, and they had they have a lot of pieces coming back from that team, right? Uh, it was just it was just the trigger man, the quarterback, who, you know, uh, from Sangapolitele to Kai McCutcheon. Um, but seemingly, you know, uh, so far, pretty seamless transition, I would say. You know, I think the the win over Mililani, um, you know, might be a statement win for this team going into the latter parts of the season. Uh, you know, they, they handled Moanalua pretty easily, but that was kind of an interesting matchup because uh, Moanalua's first-year coach there, Andrew Manley, uh, spent the last few seasons coaching quarterbacks at Punahou. And so... Um, I think, you know, it, it was uh, it was obviously a big test for Monolo going into that one. But uh, Punahou seems to be firing on all cylinders. And, you know, they're, they're, they have so many weapons um, offensively. You know, they have both of their running backs coming back. They have, I think, arguably one of the state's most explosive players in Aston Hange, a wide receiver coming back. So yeah. uh, I think this, this Buff and Blue team is a team to beat in the ILH for sure. Kalani Takase from ScoringLive.com with the Sports Animals on ESPN Honolulu. Gary mentioned, you know, some of these blowouts, but, you know, you can't you, you can't be whined too much about it. I mean, you had two ranked teams, uh, number four and number 15, face each other, and Campbell overwhelmed, I'm using Scoring Live terminology, Campbell <laughs> overwhelmed Lelihua 48-7, to and then we're like, hey, game of the week, Kapolei and... 
uh, Kapole and uh, Waipahu. And, you know, well, the high school transfer portal didn't help out Waipahu in this game. Kapole beat him 63-28. to So we just have, I'm guessing there's just a couple of really good schools and then the rest. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think that's that's pretty fair to say. You know, I think this Waipahu team is one that is going to need some time to mesh, and and they they lost their starting quarterback in, in week one, uh, Ben oh. Strobel, to a knee injury. Um, the guy that they have coming back was their starter competing last year, JJ Manu. Um, so they, they you know they're in capable hands there, um, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of gelling that needs to happen with that team with a lot of new pieces, of course. But I think. You know, Kapolei is a team that, that perhaps wasn't uh, was kind of overlooked coming into the season. You know, they uh, they do return their quarterback Ami Sone. You know, and he's he's stellar, right? But he was yeah. he was injured at the end of last season. Um, but the guy that has been just phenomenal to me to watch is uh, Kaina Kamohali, number zero. Uh, uh, the dude is a, probably about five foot four, five foot five, but he's a stud. I mean, he doesn't leave the field. Uh, he's their punter. You know, he makes a, a nine catches for 122 yards and three touchdowns against uh-huh. Waipahu. He plays DB. I mean, there's uh-huh. a lot of five foot four DBs, right? But yeah, I think I think Kapole is a team that maybe was overlooked a little bit. Um, you know, Campbell I think is a, a team that uh, there were high expectations for coming into this year. And Lelehua, you know, perhaps. Um, they, they got a couple of early wins over under their belt, right? But it was against uh, fellow Division One teams in Kailua. Uh, mm. Moanoa. Moanoa is an open division team, but, you know, they handled them pretty well. But against Campbell, it was just, they were just, like I said, they were, they were overwhelmed. Or like you said, they were overwhelmed. You know, they didn't have, uh, they had probably about half the number of players that Campbell did. And then, uh, you know, their quarterback went down over the course of the game. Their running back got banged up. This is a team that averaged, uh, better than 160 rushing yards per game coming into that Campbell contest. And they ran it 20 times Saturday night, and they were held to minus four yards rushing. So uh, that, that, I think, speaks to the disparity. That and also the, the size of the roster speaks to the disparity between the mm-hmm. open division and, you know, perhaps the Division One or Division Two teams. You know, the, I don't know if it's just me or do we have a lot of really good quarterbacks in the state playing high school football right now? Yeah, I think, you know, I think that's kind of... I mean, more than usual. Maybe, right, right, over the last so many years, right? I mean, uh, there there definitely are a, a lot of talented players out there, and I think, um, you know, the, a lot of them have been putting in uh, work beyond the season, right? Probably all of them, you know, with, with quarterback coaches, and so, uh, you know, we're seeing uh some pretty stellar play you know if you look across the state you see uh keoki alani from Konawina, the the all hawaii division one first team quarterback last year he's putting together a stellar season um and then uh at iolani pj villanueva he's completed yeah. something like 89 percent of his passes this season so um yeah definitely some incredible quarterback play this year Kalani, this upcoming week we have several games that will feature Hawaii schools against mainland schools. In fact, Campbell will be playing Liberty, the team St. Louis uh, lost to last week. What game are you most looking forward to as far as a, I mean, a Hawaii versus Hawaii matchup this week? Because there's a lot of the others. <laughs> Hawaii versus Hawaii. Um, well, let's see. I think Konawaina uh, Lelehua might be interesting. I think Lelehua is going to be up against it again. You know, Konawaina's seemingly running on all cylinders. They're defending 
Division One state champion. Um, Kaiser Kalani is always fun, you know, just because that's an old old rivalry out on the east side. Um, Roosevelt Nanakuli, I think, might be an interesting uh, oh. division uh, uh, non-league matchup. Excuse me. Um, Nanakuli is coming off a 40-0 loss to Farrington, in which they didn't really show well at all. So um, I think they're they're a lot better than their 0-2 record shows. Um, and Farrington is seeming to kind of uh, turn things around a little bit early on. Uh, and then Kamehameha Waipahu. You know, I think uh, even though it's a non-league game, I think Waipahu definitely wants to get some uh, get some momentum back. You know, going into the OIA season. Uh, Kamehameha is a team that, you know, coming off of a win at Waianae that was, in Kaeo Germando's words, sloppy. You know, they had 17 mm-hmm. penalties for 156 yards. Uh, so they're going to have to clean it up. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be interested to see if Waipahu can kind of get things going this weekend against a uh, tough Kamehameha defense. Oh, I got one. I got one. We've got a rivalry. Kaiser Kalani. How about that one? Yeah, that should be a good one uh, out there in a blustery Cougar Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I am picking Damien to win their game. I 100% guarantee that Damien will win because they're playing Damien. Uh, Damien versus Damien. Now, this is a California school they're playing, but a lot of mainland matchups, as we said, and uh, that is one of the interesting ones as well. Well, we'll, we'll, have that one, we'll have that one on the radio, by the way, on CBS 1500. But Kalani, thank you very much. Are we, we got a, we're pow. Thank you, Kalani. Thanks, we Kalani. appreciate you coming on and sharing with our listeners. Have a good one. All right. Take care, guys. All right, that's a, that's he's the man. That's Kalani Takase, uh, scoringlive.com, the authority on high school sports. Man, you're not kidding when you say that we're playing a bunch of. What's up with that? All these mainland guys coming to Hawaii. I mean, it's good. Hopefully, they spend lots of money. But I don't know who's better. I'm, you know, Woodenville is pretty good, but West Anchorage is starting their season, and they're going to be uh, ready to. Ready to hit somebody. Chris, it's East Anchorage. That's the power, not West Anchorage. Come on, we've been over this before. I don't uh, know. And- <laughs> uh, Desert Pines looks pretty good, but Calabasas, Coppolais actually at Calabasas. Can somebody tell me where that is? I'm guessing well, it's the Kardashians Cali. live there, I believe. You always <laughs> told me about They do live in that area. Do they that- really? Yeah. That's an area, Calabasas. Yeah, when I, I take I, when I go through Santa Barbara, I always drive through that, uh, so I always see that area. But it's a, it's on the outskirts of L.A. near Thou, uh, Thousand Oaks or Malibu in that area, kind of up uh, there. Okay, so Punahou School is playing Centennial at Corona High School. That's Cal, that's Southern California. But Centennial doesn't have their own field. What's going on? I don't know. I mean, like for example, the reason I don't know because Liberty is hosting a double header. It's got to be St. Louis at Desert Pine. St. Louis played Liberty last week, so they stay right. in the mainland. Well, Liberty's and, playing Campbell. Yes, and that's, both games are at were are are at Liberty though. Wow, you know it's what? A double header. Yeah, I, but I would seriously. I don't know that much about Liberty. All I know is they're a national power. Yeah, yeah. But Campbell's not. You know, look, Campbell looks pretty. Uh, studly themselves okay so st louis plays liberty last week they lose i believe 42 to 30 let's measure that a little bit of what campbell does against liberty this they only weekend. lost by 12 i believe it was 42 30 wow. yes our congratulations uh to our winner we'll have another pair of volleyball tickets to give away next hour here on espn honolulu canole he's got football tickets today at, at lunchtime on let's talk sports Okay, uh, Sports Animals here, ESPN, Honolulu. A lot going on in the Mountain West Conference, uh, football-wise. You know, the rest of the country is playing. And, 
you know, we take exception, Gary, when people say it's the, you know, week one of the college football season. And remember, we're like, no, week <laughs> one was last week because we played. Well, yeah. they fix that. They just say, yeah, it's still week one. You guys just play week zero. <laughs> right. Still, I know it's probably still confusing to some. Remember when week zero, I think, only consisted of a game or two, and now anybody that plays Hawaii is able to play in week zero. That's why San Diego State and New Mexico State, San Jose State, they were able to play last week in week zero as well. Oh, that's right. So we got lots of games. I mean, there's a lot of these games coming up uh, this weekend. There, You know, there's some made-for-TV matchups, but in the Mountain West Conference, UNLV is playing something called Bryant. San Diego State... Uh, is playing Idaho State, uh, so I guess those are FC. Idaho State is FCS. Uh, Air Force is playing Robert Morris. Uh, Colorado State's playing uh, Washington State at home, though. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's good. It could be a future um, Mountain West opponent, right? There. Yeah, well, we know one now, is definitely a future and current, but the other one could be. San Jose State is. Uh, they played USC. Remember uh, yes. last week. Yeah. And they were hanging for a little while. Yeah, first half they were pretty close. Yeah, but um, now this week they play Oregon State. And this is not the Oregon State that was trying to cheat and get some of our players. This isn't the, the lousy Oregon State. Right, this right. is the number 18 team in the country. So, I don't know. I it, you know, I root for all other Mountain West Conference teams because, you know, it only makes our conference oh, better. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, and Chevin Cordero. Now, Chevin Cordero went 21 of 38 for 198 yards and three touchdowns in that game. Um, who do you think had a better game, Chevin Cordero or Braden Shager? 27 to 35 for 351. I would go with Braden and, Shager. I mean, Chevin had a good game, but I mean, and also, I mean, yeah, I think this has to be taken into consideration is how the teams did. Hawaii was right in it at the end against an SEC team, although not a power. So I think Brad Shager, all things considered, was the better quarterback. Not the better quarterback, but had the better performance on Saturday. I wonder, though, but I, I don't know what Shevin did on the ground. I, for some reason, I'm going to double. I thought he rushed for a touchdown. I thought I saw that. I know he had a really good run in the first quarter, uh, either for a touchdown or setting it up. But he, I mean, right. he, he had a good game. But, again, Braden Shager, just overall, uh, I mean, from start to finish. I mean, again, you have to, you have to take the uh, interceptions into account. Some people might bring that up, but I thought okay. he had a good game. Let's go to uh, let's go to the uh, Zephyr Insurance text line. I see what you guys are saying. Uh, this one says, fake news, Chris. $3 Sundays, $1.50 Monday through Saturday. Oh, fake news, John. They don't have the paper on Saturday. <laughs> Back at you. John, thank you for the text. Yeah, you're, I was wrong. I thought, uh, anyway, I'm a subscriber. Uh, let's see. Here's a question about uh, the new stadium or T.C. Ching Field. It's actually Clarence T.C. Ching um, or Ching Field. Are there enough porta potties on Oahu for a further expanded T.C. Ching? Stop it! See, they're they're talking. Stephen's column today. Stephen Size says that they're working on getting a big trailer. You know, like they have at the Sony Open, like that. Those yeah, are air right. conditioned too. It's cool. <laughs> okay, here's one from Tony. Thank you, Tony. I see you. She's uh, Tony says Tony with an I. That's uh, our friend. She says Gary, you stupid. That's what she said. She said Gary, please sit in one of those seats and let me know how comfortable they are for four hours. Oh, Gary, and I wonder what, you got Tony what, mad. 
But I wonder what Tony means is that because there's no leg room, which you were talking, uh, other people have talked about over the last year or two, or is it the seat backs? I mean, because again, the seat backs looks like they're taking care of those. Somebody texted in and said those are for season ticket holders, and they cost an extra fifty or sixty bucks. Well, um, that's what I said. Is there's for season ticket holders, and that's what Stephen Sy wrote in his column. It's for season ticket holders. Everyone said that. Why are you surprised? Well, I'm surprised because I wonder if every seat from the twenty to the twenty is season ticket holders, because the pictures show that they all had seat backs, at least on the Hawaii side. Well, I don't know. I can't answer that. Uh, well, we'll have Eric Matthews coming on in just a minute or two. We oh, can ask Eric Matthews. Okay, okay. He's the UH marketing guy. Okay, says um, uh, somebody texted in, what if you tailgate on the top level of the parking structure? It's outside. See, but you don't, I don't think you want to take away parking. Uh, I don't know. Actually, last year the parking wasn't super full, but at the same time it's so small. Anyway, we got all you guys. To, ooh, here's one about the governor dropping the ball. Oh, wait, one more, one more, one more before we bring Eric Matthews on. Thank you, Chris. We need Fosse. And while you got it, and while you, and now you're at it, get your own Ford. <laughs> That's a Kelly boy, uh, Delima, on the winner okay. of Ford. Tour. Hey, get your own Ford. Hey, Fosse. You know what? Let's get one of his kids. Let's get a, let's get a the, the daughter-in-law, somebody. Let's get a Fosse in there. We'll, they'll get they'll get this thing changed. Your Fosse sounded a little bit like Kurt Favella there. No, that was Kelly Boy. What's that? He Fosse's, sounded like Kurt Favella. Fosse was wasn't Frank from like the East Coast originally? I oh, thought I he was, it. but um, yeah. I you know what I found out? I didn't know. My wife's auntie just passed away. Uh, Sorry, Lonnie. Oh yeah. Um, but she was, I didn't know this, she was Frank Fossey's secretary for many years. How about that? What I remember about Frank Fossey is that every morning he was known to have, I guess, breakfast. At uh, yeah, well, yeah. So I'd, I'd have when I worked at Player Sports Bar, I'd have to go to the bank and you'd walk past it. He'd be there every morning with his dog yeah. and just you know holding court, basically. It was a, it was a Springer Spaniel. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, but I that was kind of cool to see him there every day. I like the thing he did in Waikiki when there were like there. It's like there was some law they they tried to pass, and you weren't allowed to sit on the sidewalks or something, or they they let them, uh, or it was street vendors or something that was ugling up Waikiki. So in the middle of the night, he put all these huge planters on the sidewalk so you couldn't sit there and sell your wares. <laughs> that was awesome. Wow. That was awesome. And he got it. And so many people got mad. He's like, hey, he's cleaning up the city. All right, we got we got to do this. We'll be back. Uh, some UH marketing news from Eric Matthews coming up next on ESPN Honolulu, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Eric Matthews is the uh, Eric Matthews title, Gary, is the uh, president of marketing for the University of Hawaii, the CEO of marketing, and he joins us now on ESPN Honolulu. Eric, great to have you on again. I'm sure you, like many others, are very excited for Friday's football game. There's some really interesting things going on uh, for Friday. Can you maybe talk about some of the great features coming up for this weekend? Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Gary. Thank you for having me on. I will do that, but I got a surprise for the both of you if you want to hear it now. Okay, wait a minute. Pull over to the side of the road. Keegan back in the uh, Paxa Studios. Crank up the volume. Go ahead. Gentlemen, I have for both of you a pair of tickets for you to enjoy the game on Friday in our EVA Touchdown Club. On top of that, 
I'm also giving you guys two tickets this morning to give to a loyal listener for them to enjoy the EVA Touchdown Club. And enjoy the brand-new seats, enjoy the view, enjoy the private concession stand. It is your guys. Each of you have a pair, and I have a pair of tickets for a loyal listener for you guys this morning. That is unbelievable. Eric, what the hell is the EVA Touchdown Club? (laughs) When you guys were there the other day, the EVA Touchdown Club is the first three rows of seats in the EVA Touchdown area. That's brand-new leather seats. A pair of tickets cost you $250. It comes with a parking pass, and you have your own private concession stand that is right there within walking distance for you to enjoy. It's one of our new... Uh, our new areas in the facility this year that we're debuting on Friday, and I want to make sure that people are there that are going to enjoy it. I know you guys will. I know a listener will. Wow. that is, Eric, that is very nice of you. And, I'm looking uh, forward to that. All right. We'll bring somebody from our, our social media team. They can take photos and let everyone know. That will be kind of cool, huh? Yeah, I know, Eric, uh, we have a lot to cover, but I know a listener texted us in yesterday about this. When will the parking garage open? We know the gates open up at 3 p.m. for kickoff at the less, and you can talk a little bit about that. What about the uh, parking? Do you know when that opens up? 2 o'clock. 2 so o'clock, parking okay. structure and parking on campus is at 2 o'clock. You can get parking passes now on oh. eTicketHawaii.com for the structure. But you have to get those before game day. If you wait till game day for parking, then you have to park on Upper Campus. And Upper Campus only has 1,000 spots. They're $15 in Upper Campus. The parking structure purchasing on eTicketHawaii.com is $25. Opens at 2 o'clock. Gates open at 3 o'clock at kickoff to the last and at Clarence TCG Athletic Complex. Oh, very good. Director of Marketing, uh, Eric Matthews, uh, with us here on ESPN Honolulu. Maybe we should have this as a weekly thing, if Eric doesn't mind, Gary, huh? Right. Because now we've got the traffic advisories uh, we received. Hey, I see you, Dan Meisenzall. I see him. Uh, Sent traffic advisories. We'll get into that. But, Gary, you touched on what's going on at Les Morikami Stadium. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it, they got a lot going on. Eric, go, go ahead and tell folks about that. So when the gates open at three o'clock, there's, there's some elements I can't unveil just yet. We're finalizing a couple things, but you're going to be excited when you see it. But just to kind of give a general view, gates open at three o'clock, live DJ, right when you walk in the door, live music, live band, shortly after the gates open, it's going to be a fun place to be. You can sit in the stands, in the shade, enjoy the band, enjoy the music. You can be up front on the, on the field, in front of the stage, enjoying the music from there and having a good time with you and your friends. We are going to have an area marked off for students that they can enjoy. We're going to have Vendor Alley down the left field line for you to enjoy different things that provide by all of our great friends around the community. We're going to have a cakey zone with inflatables out in right field, including what used to be our huge helmet that we'd have for the players to walk out of. We're moving that over for the fans to enjoy, and it's going to be at Les Morikami so that you can take pictures, enjoy that. We're going to have a beer garden out in center field for you to enjoy. It's going to be a carnival-like atmosphere. Gates open at 3 o'clock. It is the place to be on game day. All right, it's also a whiteout. Please wear white. Eric, we got about 30 seconds. 
Can you anything else you want to tell folks before we uh, let you go? It is family reunion weekend. We want you to bring the entire family, and we're bringing our entire family. All thirty-six of the Satellites are going to be in attendance at our Legends tent. We're honoring the entire Satelli family along with everybody else that's bringing their family for family reunion weekend. Wear white. Make noise. You have permission. Go nuts. This is our <laughs> opener. Have fun. Have uh, fun on Friday. All right. Love it. Love it. Eric, thank you so much. We appreciate you and appreciate you filling folks in. We'll talk to you later. We'll keep it going here for you, okay? Thank you, fellas. Good morning. Thanks, Eric. All right. Eric uh, Matthews there. Uh, we'll uh, talk more of this and our top headlines uh, coming up. And the two tickets to the Eva Touchdown Club. How about that? How generous is that? Yeah. Let All coming up with the Sports Animals all right, on ESPN Honolulu. All right. Oh, you know what? Somebody texted in. I'm so stupid. I just, I, I just got out of radio school. You'll have to excuse me. We had a trivia question. We got a winner, and then I didn't give out the answer. Uh, the answer was uh, the question we had last hour was, besides Timmy Chang, who's the only Polynesian Division One uh, football coach in college football, the answer, Kalani Takase, uh, Kalani Sitake <laughs> from BYU is right. the other. Sorry about that. Thank you, uh, Texter from the 627. Okay, uh, top headlines we're uh, following here today. Um, we've got more. You know what? We're going to save those touchdown club tickets for tomorrow because we're not going to get a chance to give them away today. Uh, we uh, uh, we do have another pair of Wahine volleyball tickets for Thursday night at the uh, Stan Sheriff Center, so keep listening for that this hour. And uh, congratulations to the Rainbow Wahine volleyball team, almost nationally ranked. Yeah, they are receiving votes and are just outside the top 25, 26 if you went that far. Technically, that is not a ranked team, but they did have a good weekend. They have another ranked opponent this Thursday and Saturday in USC. And uh, no surprise that Amber IGD and Kate Lang were honored for Big West Honors. That brings us to our next headline. Uh, we got a couple of honors. Go ahead. Yeah, well, Kate Lang, setter of the week, and she had a great weekend. I mean, so many players had a great weekend. Of course, Amber Igedi, the player of the week. Kaylin Alexander, I'm sure, was in the running for that, but uh, Amber and Kate were honored the volleyball side. Big West player of the week is what Gary meant to say. Uh, and also, congratulations to Mountain West Connections Offensive Player of the Week in football. It uh, was Braden Shager. Uh, even though Hawaii lost, he was 27 of 35, 351 yards, and three touchdowns, a couple of interceptions, but uh, didn't hold them back from winning their honors for the Mountain West Conference Player of the Week. And them, just like the Mountain West Conference, have Pofele Ashlock as the freshman of the week as well. What a performance. Yeah, great performances there. Can't wait to see how these guys play against the Stanford team on Friday, where the point spread has dropped now to three and a half. So I guess people are looking at Hawaii from last week saying, hey, they, uh, they're, not, they're not last year's team. This is a legit football team. So give wow. them some respect, so to speak, in that that area at least. Yeah. Then it, and, I mean, wasn't it seven and a half at one point? That's what like, you had told me that. Somebody else had told me they heard seven as well when it first came out. Yeah. Yeah. So then that, now they're going – I mean, Stanford was really bad last year, but yeah, I guess yeah. they're still in the Pac-12, and it doesn't really mean who's favored, who is favored in this game. It's who they're betting on in Vegas. That's what the, the line sure, is. Sure, sure. 
And when you, it might be fair to say, I mean, you're right, Stanford was bad last year, last year or two. Vanderbilt is not exactly a top team in the SEC. They're not maybe the bottom feeder they were three, four, five, and more years ago. But they, and they were better last year, but still, no. All right, and our last headline is uh, really kind of what we're following. I don't know that we're going to find out much right now, but in a little less than two hours from now, the NFL teams are required to be down to their 53-man roster. And, um, you know, we're just pulling for some of the guys who have not been let go yet to hang on from Hawaii. You know, I think the two were, well, one we're looking at is Marcus Mariota, where you would think, why would we even have to think about that, or is that a concern? He didn't have a great preseason. There were some other guys as far as the backups in Philly that did. Uh, but Ian Book gets uh, waived by Philadelphia yesterday, so that opens up a spot for Marcus. And I know that sounds weird to say, but I think he was competing still for a spot, even though he signed that one-year $5 million deal. So hopefully he will make the team. Hopefully he'll be the backup at least. Uh, they've got a guy, McKee, who is the other third quarterback now on their roster as of now. So you don't want to see his name there. I've checked Philadelphia and Pittsburgh's uh, tracker for their cuts, and I don't see any familiar names on Pittsburgh's side yeah, except for has, yesterday, Rex Sinahara, the long snapper. It hasn't been updated yet. But, yeah, the uh, Tanner McKee is Stanford's quarterback. Is, is Stanford's quarterback? Isn't he Stanford's quarterback from last year, or am I getting my universities mixed up? I, I think McKee is the guy for the Philadelphia Eagles now competing for that spot. So, uh, not sure who Stanford's. Maybe he might. Oh yeah, been. sorry, I got my teams mixed up too. Sorry. Okay. okay. So you, you don't want to see any familiar names on that list, and I've even scoured Twitter during the break, uh, last break or so, and not seeing anything mentioned. So that's a good thing. There were a number of players with Hawaii connections waived yesterday. Uh, so hopefully that'll be. I, I, Marcus Kemp. Interesting. When he gets waived by Washington, doesn't that mean he's going to sign with Kansas City the next week and probably win another ring? <laughs> I don't know, but you know the reason I brought up McKee is that he is the quarterback that Marcus is competing against. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you know, but Ian Book getting waived, I think that opens up the door for those three. I don't know if they would dress three. Uh, you are allowed to add that extra quarterback, but at least keep one of the practice squad, which. Never used to happen before. I don't think Marcus Mariota is going to be on the practice squad. If he's going to be the backup, if they don't think he's number two, why would you even keep him? I think. Uh, but hopefully he will be at least number two and uh, stay with Philadelphia. Right. You, I think he's a good not fit many third, Not many third-string quarterbacks make $5 million a year. Yeah, another reason, exactly, exactly. So hopefully no news is good news for a guy like Marcus. And uh, nobody else with Hawaii Tide that I've seen this morning. Uh, so... Hopefully we won't see any names in the next three, uh, two hours. Remember, the tra- uh, the cut deadline is 10 a.m. Hawaii time, 4 o'clock on the East Coast. So a little less than two hours before these rosters will be all at 53 for every NFL team. All right. Uh, thank you guys for texting into the Zephyr Insurance text line, 808-296-1420. Uh, oh, thank you. Uh, confirmation. Yes, McKee was Stanford's quarterback last year. Um Wow, they must have had a good quarterback, but nothing else around that team last year. Yeah, they didn't uh, have a good year. A text for Eric Matthews at UH. Thanks, Eric. That info was very helpful. Chris and Gary, please remind Kanoa and Josh and Hunter to remind fans Friday's game is a whiteout. Mahalo. Yeah. Hey, Pacheco, on top of your show, can you tell them it's a whiteout, please? You know, in fact, wear white. Let's all wear white this week to remind us. No, that wouldn't be a good idea. Because then all the white clothes would be in the watch, and then you'd have to wear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. White out, white out, white out. Are you going to wear white, Gary? You don't like to wear white. I understand that. But can you take a bean for the team and wear white? 
I could, but you know, I usually like to you know show my support for our station and wear an ESPN Honolulu shirt, but I could wear white. Wear what? Yeah, I'd like to show support by wearing a station shirt, but they don't give me one. I bet they do. Well, at least it's not. So I'm too, I don't fit in the ones they gave me. Next texter at eight zero eight two nine six fourteen twenty says, "Give the I might fit in. I'm gonna go try. I, I might fit in it now. Uh, give the UH athletic director what he needs to build a new stadium. I have confidence that when he's given the right to look, don't be surprised. He'll show that it can be done. I have zero confidence in the governor at all. Uh, boy, that was kind of a mess. But I get what you're saying." You know, Stephen Sy's column this morning makes a great point, too, is, look, the governor's attention needs to be on Maui. I think yes. we can all agree on that, right? Yes. But, um, you know, the and you know, a lot of resources need to be put into Maui. So that's why Stephen's saying, hey, you know what? Let's, you know, don't worry about Halal. Let's get her done on campus. Get her done. Ben Cayetano, John Wayne, get her done. We'd heard months ago, and they had that PBS special. I forget the name of it right now. The people on the panel were, it wasn't even a question of where. I mean, it was definite. But we've seen things that are definite before as far as open dates and things like that that haven't been exactly uh, kept up to that word. So maybe they can do something different. I, I don't blame the gut. I mean, Josh Green just took office in, what, late December or whatever it was. I wouldn't put any of this on him yet. I mean, the previous no. regime had a lot of opportunities to do things, and it didn't seem like a lot got done. And right now, of course, obviously, like you said, his priorities are elsewhere, and rightfully so on Maui. I'm just saying, I know it's a state issue and not a city issue, but if uh, Frank Fossey had eight months, that sucker <laughs> would have been done. Come on! Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Uh, this text you were talking about, uh, Ching Field. The seat packs at Ching Field are an additional $50 per seat for the season. Well, that's not bad. I mean, what is fifty dollars divided by six? So it's uh, you know less than ten bucks. I think it's seven, right? Whole... Seven games. Oh, seven games. So even cheaper then. Yeah. So for less than seven dollars a game, you can have a little seat back. I just, you know what? Just lean on the guy behind you. Come on, let's all just be family. <laughs> be like, uh, be like Jerry Tarkanian uh, to Gary Dickman at the Maui Invitational. He decided he got a little sleepy. Uh, this is, in you know, when he was up there in years, and he just decided to lean back on Gary's legs. He did. I was a getting a little moment. numb, couldn't move, but uh, Gary Tarkanian and I were very close was... that day. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's see. So it's 50 bucks. Season ticket holders have an option to purchase uh, for the season. Nothing is free, LOL. But he says they are comfortable. He or she says they are very comfortable, the seatbacks. Yeah, I know we've heard a number of people saying how uncomfortable it is. I don't think that's unanimous. And I guess there's enough people saying it, so that's got to be addressed. But seatbacks that I saw in that picture, uh, I mentioned it last hour, there's a picture of from the 20 to the 20 on the Hawaii sidelines. They all had seatbacks. So uh, I'm not sure if everybody purchased them or how that worked, but it looked like, again, everybody had that access, so to speak, and that would make it a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable. Can you look at your email from Eric Matthews? Okay, let's go back to game day operations uh, coming up. So it's a 5 o'clock start. White out, white out, white out. Please wear white. It's a 5 o'clock start. Um, and the Eric Matthews emailed you some some of the food trucks. What are the yeah. food trucks that are going to be there? Yeah, here we go. Uh, High, street, high Street Corn. And I believe they were oh. there last year. 
I think I had them at Pearl Ridge one time. At Pearl Ridge is open market. Okay, awesome. I've seen that around yeah, a couple yeah. times, but I remember seeing yeah, that yeah, last yeah. year. Okay, O's Kitchen. What? O's Kitchen. What do they have? I it doesn't say what they have. I just have the names here. And I'm not sure about them. Uh, okay. There's High Shack. Now, how about this? This is new for this year coming up. Chick Fil A. It says limited items and availability, but Chick Fil A will be there in the stadium, and they were not there last year. Obviously, just opening up recently. Uh, um, we have Island Sausage. We Ooh. also have the sausage. There, you can't. Ha- you cannot have a bad sausage. I probably agree with that. I love my sausages. Uh, Oahu Food Company, Honolulu See, Juice it Factory. Say, it doesn't say what they have. Not on this. No, I mean, like some of them, one of them is called Hot Pot Stickers. I know I would imagine they have pot stickers. Uh, Dippin' Dots will be there. And one of the things, you know, I know What's you... What's a pot sticker? Hot pot, like pot, you know, like hot, it says Hot Pot Stickers. So it's like pot stickers. You know what pot stickers are? They're like dumplings. You're so holly. <laughs> oh. So I went to volleyball last week, and I'm thinking about how Chris always brings up how the I nacho. Have pot stickers, please. Pot stickers are good. But the, the nacho line was always long, but I was going to let Eric know the Dippin' Dots line was extremely long between sets two and three. Everybody was going after Dippin' Dots. They are at TC Chin Complex as well. Oh, okay. Is, Uncle is Bill's our... Cow Cow Corner. Why don't we have a nachos at the football game? If everyone loves it at the volleyball game. Is there a nachos booth? We don't know. I don't see that on here. But here's a place I went to last year. I usually go down at ha- after halftime and explore the food truck that they have. It is Ole Thai Express. And they that place is good. And they would always run out. They started running out at halftime of the uh, mango and mango and white rice. And I forget what else. But they'd run out of something. They were really popular last year. You know who's really good? And we had them at one of our tailgates. And they got it. It's a barbecue place. They had like the whole turkey leg barbecue, and they have their, they have a truck, but they have a restaurant in Waipahu next to um, I was going to say Daye. What is it called now? Don Quixote. Yeah. And they got a re- oh, super good. It's a little bit. It was it was a little expensive, but man, that was good. They have Boxy right. Jones barbecue is going to be there. What? Boxy Jones barbecue is going to be there. B O X I E. All right, we got a lot. Uh, here's a texter on the Zephyr Insurance text line. Do we have a guest coming up? Oh, uh, Coach Bud's going to join us in about 20 minutes. Can you please ask UH if they can open the upper parking lot exit near the law school to help move cars out of the parking structure more efficiently? Would be nice to have police directing traffic at UH and Dole, too. Traffic is going to be nuts on Friday. I, uh, we did get sent a traffic advisory from the University of Hawaii. Uh, for game day. So the uh, this has got some bullet points, and I'm wondering if this is – this did not come from the athletic department. This came from Dan Meisenzahl, uh, overall UH, so I'm not sure this is at hawaiiathletics.com. If it isn't, uh, it should be. Anyway, kickoff once again, 5, 5 p.m. Uh, traffic, traffic is expected to be heavier than normal. Um. They say here that parking for fans will open at 12.30 p.m. So we heard 2 o'clock, but uh, we'll have to kind of, uh, let's investigate and see that. Maybe Upper Campus is open at 12.30, something like that. Um, But they are going to have um, limited campus activities. Uh, They moved in-class, we knew about this, in-person classes to online for that day. 
They will have HPD officers stationed at the entryways to campus to ensure traffic flow is going uh, good. Um, they also, what Eric Matthews was telling us a little while ago, is that the, um, you're not going to be able to buy parking passes for the structure beforehand. So that will help alleviate things, too. Yeah, so, so easy want to flow. If you want to buy parking for the game, go to E-Ticket Hawaii. If you don't understand how to do that, grab a nine-year-old. They'll do it for you. E-Ticket Hawaii. That's not an insult because I couldn't figure it out uh, my first time. I have to be shown by somebody how to do this <laughs> stuff. But anyway, the uh, at E-Ticket Hawaii, get your parking in advance. Do it today. Do it today. Get it out of the way. Um, let's see. The, the upper the upper part of the parking garage, I thought that was open as far as exiting the stadium or any of the sporting. I thought they'd leave that open still. I mean, they leave it open for basketball. Why would they close it for football? That yeah. doesn't make sense, right? Because, oh, say again, Keegan jumped in here on the air. The law school exit is open, he said. Okay. Do you know why? Because that's where the band is. And Keegan... <laughs> Keegan is a former band player. When he showed up. When he joking. showed up. You used to always tease him about that. Hey, thanks to Keegan Ota for filling in uh, for Tanner today. His class schedule changed. Is that too much information to give out to no. the audience? No. Okay. Anyway, so thank you, Keegan. We appreciate you having here, uh, uh, being here. Uh, okay, so there's a little housekeeping there. They've got all these things. I'm going to find out where this is posted so folks can uh, check it out. But you know what? Look. Look at it this way. It's a Friday before a three-day weekend, so I imagine traffic is just going to be ugly everywhere as everyone's trying to get off work early, yeah? Right. It's uh, People who aren't going to the game, I'm sure, hopefully will be aware of that so they can avoid that area. And people going to the game, yeah, just probably get there a little earlier because it's not the normal Saturday where nobody's working. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay, it's going to be sunny today weather-wise. Uh, going to be sunny and hot uh, really today and tomorrow. We might actually get some rain on Wednesday, but more on that later. Uh, high today in the upper 80s again. Trades are up to 15 miles per hour. Hey, do you know if, uh, what attendance is like for the football game? Are we sold out? No, I do not know, and I will get an update. But I, but I do know from last year, basically almost the entire season was – basically the season was sold out. Most of it was season ticket holders. Now it's up to 15-3 as opposed to the 9,700 or 9,300 it was last year. Right. Uh, I, I understand single-game tickets are still available. I saw that like, like two days ago, I believe. So I don't think it's officially a sellout yet. All right, uh, eTicketHawaii.com. Uh, also, uh, if you, if you want to park in the structure – Get your parking in advance at the same place. I see here in a note uh, from the University of Hawaii. By the way, Coach Bud is going to join us. After we talk to Coach Bud, we're going to give away those volleyball tickets. And we'll give away soccer tickets, too. <laughs> we'll throw in season tickets for softball as well. All right. And if yeah, and if you're in the uh, Air Force area in Colorado, we'll give out free tickets for that game on Thursday for soccer. Well, they might charge admission over there. You never know. Well, we have free tickets, though. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the, uh, final note on uh, game day. We'll rem keep reminding folks. Uh, I, it's interesting. They say uh, University of Hawaii says no other games will be scheduled on Friday until the new stadium that will replace Aloha Stadium is open. <laughs> <laughs> so what they mean is no game will ever, ever, ever be scheduled on a Friday. Sure. Sure. <laughs> 
the UH Stanford game was scheduled before Don Mercado, Kim, and her gang closed Aloha Stadium in 2020. That's what it says. I'm sure. <laughs> I don't need to get them in more hot water with her. It doesn't say that. I was just joking. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So they scheduled this game, uh, bef- you know, when Aloha Stadium was still there. But basically, if you don't have a ticket to the game, if you can, stay away from the University of Hawaii area. Now, I don't want to make it put panic in everybody and say, I'm not going to the game. The traffic's going to be nuts. It's just it's just a warning. Just be yeah. safe. Get there early. Uh, get your parking in advance. It'll be a lot smoother. So we've got Stanford coming to Hawaii, and they've played each other how many times? Did you say four times? This, this is the, the fourth, fourth time. So this is the fourth time they've played, but they haven't played since 1972. Wow. That's a real, like, obviously, it's an incredible gap. All those three games were at Honolulu Stadium. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, when Hawaii plays the Pac-12, as it was once known as, it's usually USC, <laughs> UCLA. We've had our game, a couple State. of Arizonas, but yeah. not much Stanford, obviously, and that's a long gap, what, 51 years since we played them. 72 was John, did John Hanna go to uh Stanford for some Ooh, reason I wanted to I'm, I'm trying to see like who they uh yeah I don't recognize any of these names I mean you were in high school in you know when did you graduate almost something like that but uh yeah I don't remember if there's any famous names who played them back in 72 all right uh so we got Stanford coming up Friday just a few days away We've got the Timmy Chang Show, formerly Call the Coach, at Ruby Tuesday, Moanalua, at a special time, 7 p.m. on Wednesday. And then if you miss the show, you can watch it on TV the next day on uh, K-High, Channel 5. So check it out. But anyway, well, what are kind of the, some of the storylines we're looking forward to against Stanford this uh, Friday? For me. For me, and I, I don't know as much about Stanford as I'll know in about two days from now. I, you know, we're all getting into Stanford now. They are the opponent coming up in three days. But I'm looking at Hawaii's players, specific areas that I'm really looking forward to as far as the storyline. And I guess the positives are can Braden Shager have similar numbers? Can he have similar success? Because I think overall, and I know two interceptions is not good, but overall I, I'd give him maybe a B- minus on that game, whatever, you know, something in that area. I want to see him be consistent in that area. I also, on the offense, Defensive side want to see what they do with Tylen Hyde. Now, part of it was due to getting a little bit of the cramps that other players got at Vanderbilt this past Saturday. But he only got, I think, nine carries. And we know what he's capable of. And it is the run and shoot, but we're going to see yeah. running it there. I want to see how Tylen Hyde is used, not only in the running game, but even in the passing game. Yeah, that's, that's one area. Good, that's a good one, Gary, because he was, I, I mean, was it just the cramping where he was having problems? Uh, I, I mean, I don't remember why. Not in the I beginning mean, had, of the game because I don't think he had, he had that early on. He had one carry for like nine yards or something, but everything else they kind of got they kind of stuffed, got stuffed. Yeah, and part of it is that Landon Sims did a good job. I believe he had nine carries as well. But still, Tylen Hines, we know what he's capable of. We've seen it before, and it was just the way the game played out with either again the weather the humidity, and the passing game. And also when you're trailing, you're probably going to pass more, especially with the running shoot, so that makes sense. But we know that Tylen Hines is not going to be getting nine carries a game typically. So I'm interested in how they use him on Friday. Right, but Hawaii kept running the ball even though we were behind. It was just in the last few minutes, last couple of – that's where you're trying to catch up and you're throwing a lot, right? 
But you know, like in the fo- in the uh, in the third quarter, they were behind. They were still just running the ball. I guess because there's so much time left. I, I just not as out. much. But yeah, they yeah, did run the I ball. Hear you, sure. I hear you. And a couple of people brought this up after the game on Saturday with the fans' voice, and even just you know talking to people on that last drive for Hawaii. Why did they run the ball? I think they ran it on first down. And I know that's an easy thing to say when the run only got two, three yards, but you're trying to catch also Vanderbilt off guard. Vanderbilt's expecting them to pass. They had no timeouts left, yes, but there was about two minutes left, maybe a little under two minutes left on that drive. I don't think that was the wrong play. You've got to try to catch the defense that's either sleeping or off guard. So I don't think running the ball on first down was a bad call. Now, again, if you only get two or three yards, it's easy to be critical of that. But I, I don't think there was anything wrong. They, wasn't, they, didn't have, they didn't need the sense of urgency of having to have a hurry-up offense with a minute 45 or 50 left on right. that drive at that point. Well, and, you, you know, if you can, you just, you're just you kind of moving the ball down the field because, well, now there was two minutes left. So I can see why people are saying you don't have any timeouts. Why did you run the ball? Because even if you make a first down, you know, you get, maybe you break a tackle, you get to the second level, it's a first down. Um, I can see how people would wonder. I mean, there's got to be a – I don't think they just went, hey, let's run the ball. Oh, uh, I don't know why. I'm sure that some thought went into it, so I'm not sure. Sure, sure, but I think that's call. part of it. But, I don't. I don't think it's a bad play. I think people have a. Uh, but I think people have a. It's okay to question why did you run the ball? When oh, you sure. Have no timeouts uh, because if it's an incomplete pass, then the clock will stop. Yeah, and I hope some of those people will, you know, take advantage of the Timmy Chang show tomorrow to ask Timmy Chang that exact question. He can explain it, obviously, uh, in further detail. When I look at the defensive side, I'd like to see Hawaii apply the pressure that they did. I mean, they got three sacks. Isaiah Tufanga, I thought, had a really nice game on Saturday. We haven't seen him in a while because he got injured, and Logan Taylor took over. Having those two guys at the linebacker spot, I think that's going to be one of Hawaii's strengths. I think that's obvious, and I want to see them continue what they did. And Logan Taylor, stat-wise, only had five tackles. Only, you know, we used to see him get nine, ten, eleven. Uh, still, we know what a threat he is, and we know what I say Tufanga is capable of. So I was really yeah. glad to see that. Cam Stone was almost a non-factor in the secondary, but he had four kickoff returns for ninety. Well, I don't know. When you say non-factor, are they not throwing to his side? We don't really yeah, know that. No. But uh, okay, I want to get this text on at the Zephyr Insurance text line. This is a great question. I'll ask it all the time. Whatever happened to the shovel pass they used with Ilawa and others back uh, in the days under June Jones? Wouldn't Solo be a perfect um, shovel pass getterer? I mean, I know, you know what, shovel pass is so much harder than it looks. Only one person's been able to perfect that, and he's the director of recruiting. Is, it, is that what Nate's job is? Recruiting I think he got guy? moved up, but he's involved oh. in that area, definitely, yeah. Anyway, so the, the point is, We've only had one guy to be able to really do that really well. But if Solo can master that, that would be awesome. Awesome. It, uh, Michelle, yeah. Michelle Nagamine is going to join us next. And then we'll get to more air text. We'll give away those volleyball tickets. So keep listening to ESPN Honolulu, uh, 92.7 FM and 1420 AM. Michelle Nagamine, University of Hawaii head soccer coach. Also parent of Hazy the Wonder Dog. She joins us here on ESPN Honolulu. Hi, Coach. Hi, good morning. Now, we have been tracking uh, your puppy, and uh, we've nicknamed her (laughs) Hazy the Wonder Dog because uh, we heard that she was an escape artist at one of the games from her Cadillac stroller. Yeah, that is absolutely accurate. She, well, and, and, you know, to, to her credit, 
Uh, you know, she is very smart, but they left the side of the stroller open, and she noticed the, the little hole, escaped the side, and then thought everybody was playing a game with her, uh, trying to catch her, so she kept running away, and I guess they started to freak out because nobody could catch her, and then she got really scared because everybody was yelling at her, so it was just this whole thing after the game, a big commotion, I guess. Okay. Oh, so this so this wasn't, was this during the game? Yes, this was during the game. Did you notice it during the game, or did they tell you about it? No, I did not notice anything, uh, because usually she doesn't even touch the grass. She's always in her stroller. Um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I go up and see her after. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I had no idea what, ha- what happened. And when I went to the top uh, by the press box, uh, a few of the boosters were like, oh, my gosh, did you see that hazy escape? Could you hear her screaming? <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I missed a lot, apparently. <laughs> oh, man, I wish that was on video. That would have went viral. But uh, anyway, hence the name now. She will uh, forever be known as Hazy the Wonder Dog. Okay, Is she on I Instagram? I was wondering how she got that name. <laughs> okay, Gary, uh, ask a Coach about soccer. Well, I, want, I think some people are hoping that Hazy will get his, her own Instagram page sometime soon, but we'll see. Oh, that that's an idea. Yes, I believe, I believe that's in the works. I believe oh. that's in the works. Okay, so we all get a, some glimpses of Hazy. Okay, so you complete your opening homestand. I mean, it ended with a really nice win against Sacramento State last Thursday, 3-1. to one. I want to talk about that, but also the Gonzaga game was really interesting because I believe it was tied at 1-1 at halftime, 10 goals in the second half. Why was that such a high-scoring affair, especially, again, in half number two? You know, I think we're all trying to figure out what our, you know, lineups and substitution patterns and everything is is like right now and i think gonzaga was doing the exact same thing as we were so for us to be able to come out and try different combinations the the mistakes that we made were very silly small you know beginning of the season type mistakes letting you know losing our marks in the box on so not marking up uh, on set pieces uh not getting air balls out on the first time you know bouncing on the ground going over the head um, so these these things we felt were very very easy to to clean up, and we did address it the following week at training. So, but it was just it was nice to see against a top fifty team like Gonzaga that we could put five goals in the back of the net. Um, so yeah, we we feel that the future is is quite bright. When you go from a Gonzaga to Sacramento State and the score is seven five, then you win three to one. What kind of adjustments specifically? You talked about some of it, but what else did you do specifically to keep the goals against down and hopefully have the offense step up, which they did? Yes, we we said part of the game plan was to set the pace because the longer the score remained zero zero was going to be an advantage to them. Uh, we thought that maybe there would be a little little fatigue, maybe some distractions with having you know family in town and and. Trying to, they have about six local girls, so right. bringing all of those girls home, uh, there, there's a lot of emotion, too, that goes into playing and the pride that you have to be back in your home state. So we knew it wasn't going to be an easy undertaking, but we did feel that we matched up pretty well uh, based on what we saw uh, you know, from all the film that we watched. So it was, it was nice to kind of change gears and be, um, instead of being the underdog, maybe be the one that was, you know, uh, almost expected to win. But, you know, soccer, you, you don't know what's going to happen in any given game. We're talking with, with Michelle Bud Nagamine, head coach for the Rainbow Wahine soccer team. They are getting ready for a road game against Air Force on Thursday. We'll get into that I'm in sorry. a second. I'm sorry but, to interrupt, but she said, you know soccer. Uh, no, he doesn't. 
<laughs> he used to a little bit. Uh, in, the, in the first game of the season for your team, I just want to go back to Amber Gilbert. She had a goal yeah. where it seemed like she ran past three defenders, perfect placement of the ball in the net. That was just a beautiful goal. And uh, Amber and Mia Foster off to a great start with three goals each. Right. Uh, they they don't call her Amberghini for no reason. <laughs> you know, they, they, <laughs> Amberghini was in, in top form, revving those engines and blowing by defenders. It's what she does. So uh, it's become a real crowd pleaser at y- YPO. Just the, the sheer, I mean, when I, when I think about, like, when I run, it's so laborious and so unattractive. <laughs> you watch Amber, <laughs> she's like a little gazelle, you know, wow. right down the field. So, yeah, it is a sight to be seen, that's for sure. Yeah, it's a beautiful goal, and a lot of beautiful goals that weekend. So now you go to Air Force on Thursday. It'll be a 12 p.m. start, Hawaii time. Altitude, how does that come into play for your team on Thursday? You know, we, we've really done uh, a good job of, of sparing the bodies and, and limiting minutes in the first uh, four games of our preseason. So we feel that we're in pretty good shape right now, mentally, physically, uh, a lot of our our starters have been given more rest than they usually get at this point because of the depth we have on our roster this year. So with um, a lot of people don't know this, but, you know, University of Hawaii has hired a sports scientist, Dr. Um, Trevor Short, and he has just been amazing for us. Wow. And, you know, working, working with Dr. T and uh, Josh Elms, our, our performance coach, and Lynn, our trainer, we've really been able to... Uh, incorporate all of the uh, GPS data that we get from our catapults uh, into real life, uh, you know, um, recommendations as to how to preserve their bodies and get the most out of their energy systems. They, they're doing standing um, vert, vert jumps every week to measure fatigue. It's just really next level type stuff for us. And we contribute, you know, a lot of that scientific data to helping us prolong their body, prolong the energies and just that they, that the kids have. So it's been fantastic. We're just so happy that this group gets along so well, and we have so much support from from inside our department as well. We're we're very grateful. Well, we are grateful for you. Thank you so much for sharing a few minutes with us. Air Force Thursday at noon, Sunday UNLV at 9 a.m., both on the road before you come back home for a Big West play. Coach, thanks again. Good luck on the road. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Thank yes, you. thanks, guys. All right, aloha. All right, there she is. That's the big mama of Hazy the Wonder Dog right there in person, uh, Coach Michelle Nagamine. The, the UH has a sports scientist. I did. I, we didn't know that. I picture somebody like Christopher Lloyd from Back in the Future. Is this, <laughs> this guy, <laughs> Marty? Hopefully, the hair's Children, better. we've got to go back. <laughs> Kanoa Lehi uh, with Let's Talk Sports at twelve o'clock today. Uh, he'll have UH football tickets to give away, and then uh, the boys in the afternoon off the bench at three o'clock. Uh, thank you for texting in the Zephyr Insurance text line. Here's one that says regarding the stadium. Um, I take three 80-plus-year-old family members to the football game, and they love the T.C. Ching Stadium. Thank you very much. TMT or New Aloha Stadium, which one happens? Got Vegas odds? What was the other choice? TMT. Hmm. TMT. Dynamite. Probably, yeah. 
All right, the last time the Warriors and Cardinals faced off, or the Cardinal, Stanford's mascot was a pine cone. Happy Aloha Tuesday. It was wow. a pine cone, and, you know, that's, oh, I get it. They're making a funny. Yeah, you I see, guess because so. Because now they're a tree, and last time they played was 1972. Yeah. Sorry, uh, uh, texter from the 741. It takes me a little while. We were talking about the shovel pass earlier. Yeah. And, um, oh, by the way, congratulations to Pierre Watts, uh, who, uh, sweetness, we like to call him. He called in and won the tickets. <laughs> uh, okay, back in 1989, Jeff Seidner and Dane MacArthur, the wingbats in Coach Bob Wagner and Paul Johnson's option offense, ran the shovel pass very successfully. You know what? That's right, because I've been, I've been um, corrected on that before. Not about Seidner. But Dane MacArthur. I remember Dane MacArthur uh, and those kind of shovel passes. So I take that back. But not many guys have been able to run it successfully. Right, right. But, hey, you know what? Uh, but Coach um, Nate Ilawa, he can't do any on-field coaching, can he? He's not allowed no, to. No, technically not. Uh, unless Gib Arnold was the coach, which he's not. All right. Anyway, uh, oh, Gary, uh, uh, Texter wanted you to ask uh, Coach Bud about the messy effect on American soccer. Yeah, we'll ask, yeah we'll, I mean, he's still playing. We'll be for a while, for this, so we'll ask her about that next time. I want to go back to Solo Vipulu and the shovel pass. I, I, I know okay, He fumbled that football on Saturday. You might say, oh, it's only one play. He's new with that and all that. That's got to yeah. be a concern if you're going to use him, though. And I'm, I would totally think that they're working on that this week in practice. I'm sure they worked on that before the yeah. game on Saturday, too. But I, I, it's how skilled is he as a guy who's going to try to get more than one or two yards. My point is, if you're going to use him like on short yardage situations or, you know, a two or three yard run from the from the end zone, that's something I think he could do a little bit easier. If you're going to ask him to catch the ball and run 21, 22 yards like he did on Saturday, that's great. But he's got to be able to take care of the football too. So in a shovel you mean, pass... You, you think they said, hey, we need you to get 20 or 21 yards on this play. No, I'm saying, but, but I think, when, I think the, to me, the intent, I think, when you're going to use him in the backfield was for very short yard. Just use his strength to I get don't across. Know. The... I don't think so. I don't think you can say that. Look, the guy is not 300 pounds. No. He's not Reagan Mauia. And you saw the move he put on the linebacker. I think he's just a, it's a, it's a thunder and lightning thing. Here's a guy who is who can actually move. He's got great feet. He's juked out people in practice so they they're thinking give him the ball and look at him go he's not going to be as fast as you know some of the you know the like the number six from um uh from vanderbilt that Will guy Shepard. Was like super fast no oh the Will running Shepard. back the running back the running back yeah okay anyways he's not gonna be as you know fast like that guy but it, it, you know he, he can make some moves he can get downfield a little bit i think you totally think that would be the expectation I'd like to ask Timmy that. Okay, well, because he's lost so much weight. He, he has. doesn't look like an offensive lineman. No, he Even doesn't. Though but he's number two on the depth chart. I don't know that you, you, you're going to play guard at this level at his size. Okay, and okay, okay, that's a good point right there. But without without having so much experience in the backfield, I mean, he didn't get any carries on Saturday. I think it was just a pass reception. I and mean, I don't think he's the guy that's going to get five carries a game, let alone five targets a game either. And that's okay. We know he's just going to be used right. as kind of a weapon, uh, almost almost like a gimmicky type situation where you have a guy that's not experienced, but he has that strength and maybe the agility or just the, the talent to be a running back. But again. I think he was mainly in there because of his size and the fact that he could get those two yards, or maybe again if you're around the goal line. Uh, oh the yeah. Pa- so that's that's why I mean I don't or, think. Or tw- 
it's either he gets the carry or, as we saw in the game, he's the lead blocker to open mm. up ways. Sure. They, is he playing the fullback role? But, again, as far as the shovel pass comment, I, 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 mean, I think that's something that would really have to be worked on. It's just not because he's big that automatically he'd be good at that. I mean, hopefully no, he could MacArthur if they want to was, use that. Dane MacArthur was probably 5'11", maybe 180 pounds. You know, I'm not saying you have to be big. I'm just saying that this guy's got some good feet, and I'd love to see him get it because, you know, and maybe if it's, it's kind of clogged up, he can power his way through there. Now, don't. Uh, sleep on Tylen Hines and his strength. We heard from uh, strength and conditioning coach right. Cody Cook that pound for pound, Tylen Hines is the strongest guy on the team. Right. So I, 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 I think that's a fair question, though, to see about the shovel pass. And I'm not, I think Timmy was asked about that last year. I don't remember the exact answer, but that'd be something to ask him tomorrow on the Timmy Chang show to see what his thoughts are, if that's part of the run and shoot or part of their playbook at all. Yeah. Or maybe he doesn't say it. <laughs> You know, just because you, why? You know, why? Why let? Why let your uh, opponents know? Right? Well, I would think an opponent right now. Well, yeah, that's true. That's. I mean, you're not. You don't want to tip anything that you don't have to. Exactly. Sure, exactly. Sure. Now, uh, really, I'd, I'd be interested to see if we can get Tylen Hines going in this game because I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, there were a, a number of uh, carries where he lost yardage. Uh, he was nine carries for a net of 15 yards. And that was just, that was just, it was weird. It just could not get him going. Uh, a guy I'd like to see more of is Dalen Morris, the uh, Wildcat quarterback transferred from, was it Air Force or Navy? Navy. Navy. From Navy. Yeah. Are you sure he's from Navy? Yeah, I'm positive. Okay, so he's from Navy. I'd like to see more of that guy because he's just an athlete. Pro- the problem is, where are you going to see him more? This offense is littered with athletes. It really is. But I think if you're going to have a, a same a similar situation as you did on Saturday, where it's you know maybe you know short goal short, and however many yards it is, he's a perfect person for that. I mean, even if it's let's like, say fourth and two at midfield, if you're going to if you're going to call a running play, it seems like that guy's got the skill set for that. Uh, and I'm sure teams are going to be more aware of him. But I thought that was the perfect situation for him. So even though they have other great athletes, as you said, for specific situations, it looks like again on Saturday I thought he did a good job there. So. Hopefully we'll see him. Hopefully they'll have a lot of opportunities to use him in either fourth and short or goal line situations. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm just looking forward to it. It's going to be again though with this whole situation uh, with this Friday game. Again, they've got all kinds of advisories out there, but I mean the main thing we want to stress is it's whiteout. It's a whiteout. So if you're going to the game, please wear a white shirt. Uh, if not, wrap yourself in a bed sheet or something anyway it's whiteout night and they've got all kinds of activities but it is going to be on a friday afternoon before a long weekend so regardless of where you are in honolulu is no matter where you are there's going to be traffic probably on friday afternoon yeah yeah. so uh if you're in the uh uh area you're in the uh dole street all that you know manoa area if you don't got a ticket to stay get it if you don't have a ticket to the game try and stay away if at all possible